Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got what? to tell you. Okay. Yeah. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from quince. Ooh, mm-hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic, whether it's winter toot, or, toot, Kate. or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, If you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Hello, and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I'm Dori Shafrir. I'm Kate Spencer. And we're not experts. No, but we are two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. It's true. And you can visit our website, forever35podcast.com, for links to everything we mention on the show. You can follow us on Twitter at Forever35Pod, on Instagram at Forever35Podcast, and you can join the Forever35 Facebook group where the password is Serums. And if you're not a Facebook person, NBD, we have a Forever35 subreddit at reddit.com slash r slash Forever35. And if you would like to reach us, we have a voicemail and text number. It's 781-591-0390. Send us all the emojis. We'll send you some back. And our email is forever35podcast at gmail.com. It's so true. And, you know, we do always appreciate a review or rating on Apple Podcasts. I know we've been doing this show for a while, but it never hurts to just tootaloot on over to Apple Podcasts, (laughs) as my friend Kate Spencer might say. To Tell a friend about over. us. Toodaloo on over. <sighs> Kate, how are you doing? Okay, well, number one, I went to the dentist yesterday. Okay, how was it? It was. I have not been in a very long time because of the pandemic, and yep. uh, it was good. It was good. How did you feel about their safety precautions? It felt fine. You know, I. I, I I've been avoiding, like my kids haven't been to the dentist in a very long time. And I've done, like I've gone, I've gotten a checkup and we've done the pediatrician and I've gotten my mammogram. So I feel like I've done some doctor stuff during this time Mm -hmm. and I thought they did a good job. Um, Hopefully, you know, it was the right choice. I don't know, but I will say, Dory, that the dentist just said I was doing an amazing job. My teeth looked amazing. 
And I kind of feel like that is thanks to this podcast. Mazel tov. Uh-huh. Like I've gotten more invested in my flossing. I do floss in the morning occasionally in addition to my nighttime floss. And I just feel like doing this show and talking about our teeth has really helped me do a better job taking care of them. That's so great. I have also been thinking about making a dentist appointment. I'm also, not to get us like too far on a total tangent, but I am thinking about doing Invisalign. Okay, wait. Do you know that I had the same thought about doing Invisalign? But you have straight teeth. My teeth on the bottom are are crooked and kind of moving back into where they were before I had braces when I was like 12 or however old. Are they? I feel like I always look at your teeth and I'm like, oh, Kate has such nice, straight, even teeth. Well, look, part of it is because when I was a kid, the dentist filed my teeth to make room. I have very tight teeth. So I got this like essentially a cosmetic procedure done as a child that make my teeth all look like they're the same like they're in a, like, do you know what I mean? They're all the same. Yeah, length. yeah, yeah. I do know. I do know exactly what you mean. But I assure you, my bottom teeth are really shifting back to where they were. So that was a thought I had. Interesting. Well, my, I never had braces and my bottom teeth have always been crooked. And I've just lately been like, what if I just got them fixed? Like I'm a grown up. I can do this. <laughs> And it's a pandemic. So like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not eating out. I'm not doing things that like in normal times, I think might make having braces slash Invisalign slash a retainer annoying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, why not? You're grown. So I was like, maybe, maybe now, maybe now is the time. I had a friend who just got like regular old metal braces on her teeth. Really? Yeah. And it looked, you barely, you could barely, I wouldn't have noticed if she hadn't been like, I have, I have braces right now. <laughs> like I, it, because you, it wasn't like when we were kids where we had like neon elastics and everything else. Like yeah, I think yeah, 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 yeah. It was, they were almost like white or clear and you couldn't really tell. And it was just Interesting. like, you know, yeah. I mean, also why not? If it's a, if it's accessible to you, go for it. I mean, I guess if it's, you know, for whatever reason, you do what you want. Yeah, I'm kind of like, we're not taking vacations anymore. Maybe I'll get braces. <laughs> Give your teeth a vacation. Just in the sense of like what we spend money on. Mm-hmm. You, could you know, I could, I could also save that money. But I could also say, you know what, this is something that's been not bothering me, but just sort of like needling me for a while. I look at yeah. pictures and I'm like, oh, my teeth are so crooked. It's fine. It's not like a huge deal, but eh, why not? It's kind of where I'm at right now. I don't know. I support you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. I support you. Thank you. We both end up getting braces. (laughs) (laughs) As long as I don't have to wear headgear. Remember headgear? I had to wear headgear. It was such a, it was so painful. I had to wear it at night. I couldn't sleep. And it was a constant fight with my parents because if I wore the headgear, the braces could come off sooner. Like it just, but physically it hurt so much. Mm. I fucking hated headgear. I didn't have to wear it like during the day, like um, Joan Cusack's character in 16 Candles, but yeah, but I did, I was supposed to wear it at night. It was the worst. Does I mean, head, is headgear still a thing? Like if when kids get braces, do they still have to do headgear? I, I don't know because my kids haven't gotten there yet. Um, but I imagine anything is still, you know, I'm sure there's all sorts of things that are still done to adjust teeth orthodontally. Yeah. Wow. What a journey we're about to go on. <laughs> Truly. Braces in 2021. Let's do it. Uh, okay. I'm into it. Dory, do you want to hear the um, the ending of my package saga? Oh my gosh, yes! Your nice package. Your <laughs> oh my god, Dory! <laughs> what? Oh my gosh, Perv Dory is one of my favorite stories. <laughs> she comes out occasionally. Yes, yeah, she does. She's there. Yeah, she's so there. I, I really, I think when we last spoke about the package. 
I was, it was arriving that day and I was literally like checking the front door like 50 times. Yes, 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 yes. And it was, I believe it was the afternoon and you were like, where is it? Yeah. Because I have nothing else going on other than like hiding out. So I just was like, like, this was the most exciting thing to happen to me. So the package arrived and I opened it up and it was a, like a promotional gift from a skincare company in South Korea. And they had emailed me a while ago asking for my address and I had given it to them and then forgotten about it. And I also did not realize they were in South Korea. So I, you know, we, we, we are, we get emails sometimes where it's like, Hey, we're this, 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 do you want to try our products? And I'll just be like, yes, please. I love to try everything, but I'd forgotten. So I opened it up and I was like, Oh my gosh, right. This is the company that contacted me. So it was exciting because they wrote me a card and a handwritten card. And in it, there was a little, someone had drawn a picture of a package and I'll take, it was really sweet and said like sent with love from soul. And I was like, Oh my God, Oh, you knew I needed human connection. Oh, so it was very sweet. And the, the company it's called white rabbit and they are releasing a product called naked cotton. And that's what it was. And they're biodegradable, a hundred percent pure cotton pads for wow, you know, like cool. putting on your toner. So I used one actually, I've used them a couple times now. They sent me two different kinds, textured and like a non-textured one. And on the non-textured one, it says like, soak this in your essence and make your own sheet mask. And I was like, Oh, good idea. Cool. So love that. Thank you to them for sending their naked cotton products, but more for giving me a reason to find joy and excitement, mystery. They gave me something to look forward to. And thank you for this I mean, nice card. That was really sweet. It was really nice. I think what what I'm taking away from this is that we should all be sending each other surprise snail mail. Actually, I think that is a really like, that's why I am very excited about holiday cards this year. But I think you're right. um, That sending, especially right now, just having that, having that feeling of like, being seen and a little bit of a surprise, you know, that I think that is really necessary right now. You make a really good point. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Let's do it. Let's do a little bit of a snail mail movement. Okay, let's bring back snail mail. (laughs) I think that could be nice. Like maybe we could even do like a pen pal exchange. Yeah. I, I think that I feel like someone on forever 35, maybe try in the Facebook group, either tried to, or did organize like a gift exchange type thing. But I think we should all just, we should just all be sending each, if, you know, if we, if they are within our means, we should be sending each other gifts. And, and again, they don't have to be, Expensive gifts, like no, you can a send something note. homemade. Yeah, a little note, anything. I think would be really nice. Stickers that you put in the note. Well, I look forward to getting a lot of mail in the next few weeks. Oh, I have something for you that I'm going to drop off at your house. You do? Uh-huh. I oh, do. I'm already giddy with anticipation. <laughs> I'm kind of excited about it, too. So just stand by. That reminds me that I did see something the other day, and I was like, I should get this for Kate. What was it? Mm, I'll have to remember. Anyway. You need not get me anything. This is a gift. Getting Literally getting to talk to you. What if I didn't have anyone to talk to through this whole thing? Ugh. Ugh. Okay, so we have each other. We do. So we are also in the middle of like intense lockdown mode here in Southern California. It's true. Or all of California. Our old friend Governor Newsom has done. It's very confusing, but there's like 50 different lockdowns going on. Yeah, like apparent. Like it's it's all triggered by ICU bed capacity. Yes. Yes. So. As soon as your county hits a certain threshold, then that triggers the lockdown. And so we, our lockdown has been triggered here in Los Angeles, right? Like we're in the, that? No, our state lockdown has not been triggered yet, but I don't think, it's not clear to me how much stricter the state lockdown is than the county lockdown that we're already under. Not to be confused with the LA city lockdown, (laughs) like 
it's all very confusing. These these government officials need to get their stories straight. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> Just tell us what to do and we'll do it. Seriously, just tell us what to do and don't like contradict each other. Oh, it's very exhausting. But it has affected a hobby of yours. Listen, it has affected a hobby of mine, a, a burgeoning hobby of mine. So as listeners may recall, I decided to start taking tennis lessons. I had my first lesson a few days ago. It was wonderful. I felt like I was really, like, no pun intended, getting back into the swing of things. Oh, you intended that pun. Okay, maybe I intended it a little <laughs> bit. You're right. And I was feeling really good. I was like, maybe I'll do this twice a week. Like, this is, this is going to be my new thing. And then that night, I got a text from my instructor, and he was like, hey because of the new regulations, like tennis lessons are getting suspended for the next few weeks. He was like, and then I'm having hand surgery. So I won't be back until the second or third week of January. And I was like, okay, like, you know, what am I going to say? Of course, public safety comes first. My own health comes first, but it was still a bummer. Like I felt like I can still be sad about this. And I realized I was like weirdly sadder about this than a lot of other things related to this pandemic, which is weird because it's not something that like I'd been doing for a while, but I think it was the first thing in a long time that I'd actually been like excited about. Yeah. Yeah. And it was something like outside of the house. It was exercise. It was just like, it was like a lot. It was like, Oh, this is going to be great. And then it was like, wah, wah. <laughs> yeah. You it's, know, it's, so it's hard. That's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Again, in the grand scheme of things, not a huge deal. People are dying, but it was this like little bright spot of joy that, that I had brought to myself and then it was quickly extinguished. So just kind of, you know, sad about that. I did buy a racket and I did buy new tennis sneakers. Um, so I will be ready to go when things start back up again. You even bought tennis sneakers. That's impressive. Well, you know, you know what I realized? I've been using the same <laughs> Fabletics sneakers that we got <laughs> for free when Fabletics advertised on this podcast. And I actually do legitimately love these sneakers. Like, as I said on the Fabletics ads that we used to do. Your mission performance like, sneakers? Yes. But I've now had them for like... Uh, two two years, two and a half years. Like they're they're worn out, and they're not tennis shoes. So I was like, I kind of I think I need something like a little more supportive. So I there's a there's a small tennis shop here in Los Angeles called the Racket Doctor in Atwater Village. So I went on over to the Racket Doctor and I got my racket and I got some tennis shoes and feeling good about it. All right. Well, you're suited up and ready to go. The second I thing am suited you. up. I mean, next on the list is Serena Williams's outfit, as you her body suggested. Suit? Yes. Well, like <laughs> I think those bodysuits are from Nike, and I think Venus Williams has her own tennis clothing line. Ooh. Let me just triple check that Venus Williams clothing eleven by Venus Williams. Listen, the first actual match that I play, I will get a Venus Williams tennis outfit. She has, it's really like, now I'm looking, she even has a tennis section on the 11 by Venus Williams website. Face, oh, they've got face masks. Oh, they've got cute skirts. Dory. Here we go. Cool dresses. I feel like you're very invested in me getting a tennis skirt, which I appreciate. But just a fun out. Well, I do feel like there have been a lot of Tennis players who've really expressed themselves through fashion. I mean, I'm thinking particularly about both the Williams sisters, but, you know, even growing up, like it was interesting watching. It's interesting watching the way that that people kind of push the boundaries of fashion in tennis, which is such like a, you know, has been kind of a mundane fashion sport by choice. So I think you could really express yourself here. I look forward to it. That's all I'm saying. And there are some really cute things on this website. So. I'm going to check it out. That would be a dream. 
guest situation. Venus or Venus Serena. Williams or Serena Williams or both together. I would be yeah. that's like a true dream. That would be amazing. I agree. Just going to put that into the ether for next year. Okay. I'm into it. Okay. All right. Well, now that we've suited you up for your future as a tennis star. (laughs) Should we take a little break? Let's take a break because when we come back, we are talking to Cassie David. Oh, yeah, we are. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic, intelligent people on this podcast But I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. Mm, I love to go deeper. We like to go deep. And that's not only possible with today's sponsor, but also easy to accomplish on Masterclass. Every year I get really into the classes offered and the instructors offering them. Like I'm all over the place with the things that I like on Masterclass. But this year I am very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now, they dissect issues women face in the U.S. and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in women and gender studies in college. So this is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, Even if you're like, this is the first time I'm hearing those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes. Get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be redefining feminism with Gloria Steinem. It can be gardening in your own garden or your yard or patio. It can be learning to cook Indian food or designing a space that you love. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master like negotiation with Chris Voss or think like a boss with Martha Stewart, or maybe capture your vision through photography with Petra Collins, Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually... Actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. quince. But it was a little chilly out, so I threw on my cashmere hoodie. Also from Quince. Ooh, Mm -hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic, whether it's winter or or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14-karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. 
it's happening so fast. It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more social events. There's weddings, there's nights out, it's vacations. I mean, like all the things happening in summer. And what I love is that Honey Love has just the right thing for all those events. Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling Super Power Short. The Super Power Short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that my, thing every day. I do too. Uh, it's my favorite Honey Love piece. Let me let me just tell you why. Yeah, get okay, into it. Okay, do you want to tell me why? <laughs> no, no, I was just going to say like, I, I, I don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it like the event is every day of my life. Yes, that's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires. And just like sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, oh, God, like get this off of me. No, thank <laughs> once you. you. Once you start wearing Honey Love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back. You see also, how it like, could be. Yes. Also, like summer sweat under those underwires is like, ugh, the worst. Now you don't have to worry about it. Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. You know, one thing I think is really kind of interesting about skin, my skin, but all skin. Is that like what it needs now in my 40s is not what I needed in my 30s. Totally. Definitely not what I needed in my 20s. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But like, how are you supposed to know what your skin needs? It's hard. It's hard to know. Especially when there's just like so many products out there. The overwhelm is real. It's a struggle to even know how to get the results you want what products to start with. This is why we're super excited to partner with Apostrophe. Apostrophe is a prescription skincare company that offers science-backed medications that are clinically proven to help. I have used Apostrophe. I love it. They will pair you with a board-certified dermatologist who literally creates a personalized treatment plan for your skin. I have done this a few times now. It is so easy to do their online consultation. You upload photos. And like within a few weeks, I had done the consultation and received my treatment plan and my product. Amazing. And that is how I became a Tretinoin gal. I love the Tretinoin that they sent me. I love their sunscreen. Both products have been amazing on my skin. And you, Forever 35 listeners, can get a special deal from Apostrophe. You can get your first visit for only $5. That's at apostrophe.com slash forever35 when you use our code forever35. Now that is a savings of $15. I like that. This code is only available to Forever 35 listeners. So to get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash forever35 and click get started and then use our code forever35 at sign up and you will get your first visit for only $5. Thank you apostrophe for sponsoring this episode. Our guest today is Kazi David. Kazi is the creator, writer, and star of the critically acclaimed web series 86. She is a columnist at Graydon Carter's Airmail and has written for Vanity Fair, Hollywood Reporter, Glamour, InStyle, and Vogue. And No One Asked for This is her new book of essays that just finished reading yesterday and really loved. And I know Dory did as well. And we're really psyched you're here. Thanks, you guys. I'm really <laughs> so excited to be here. <laughs> so we were kind of telling you a little bit about our show and how it's self-care focused. And you confidently assured us that you have no self-care practices. Um, no, I actually do things on a daily basis that 
instead of bring me any type of care or joy, just bring me more like rage or um, anxiety. Do you have, if you don't have a self-care practice or something that you kind of do regularly that at least kind of helps ground you or, or keep you feeling, you know, sane as a relative word right now in our culture, but keeps you feeling kind of grounded. What, what are your unself-care practices? Like what are, what are the things you do that you feel like send you into a rage that you mentioned up top? You know, I think there are things that we all we all do, um, but it's probably just going on my phone in any way whatsoever. Um, yeah, I I I have like obviously um, I talk about this a lot, but I have social anxiety, and um, so I don't like go. I don't. I tend not to like go out to parties and stuff, obviously in quarantine, that's like a different situation. But in the real world, um, parties are something that like really make me feel bad about myself. Because when you're in a room with a lot of people, you are immediately um, informed of the fact that you're just like not special at all. Um, And so I feel like going online for me, it's like going to like the worst party for your psyche you could possibly imagine. Like you have all of the people in one room that make you feel the worst about yourself, whether it's like the person with the career you want or like Kylie Jenner, whoever is like your Kylie Jenner and like all of your ex's new girlfriends or your new boyfriend's ex-girlfriends. And you're basically just like going to that party every day. And like, obviously like what that does to your, your mental state is, is pretty dangerous. I don't know. In a lot of ways. I could relate so much to what a lot of what you talked about with your anxiety disorder and something that really resonated for me personally was when you were talking, I also have a generalized anxiety disorder and how you said it's different than someone just having stress and, and how the word anxiety has been like co-opted and everyone uses it, but actually it truly is, can be a very emotionally crippling experience. Um, can you talk about what that's been like for you? I mean, that that's so much of that is in the book and it really, um, I found it, it it really helpful to just read about somebody else's experience. Yeah, um, you know, a lot of people like uh, basically analyze me saying that as like me gatekeeping anxiety, and it's actually like very different. It's just that to when someone who like does have like an anxiety disorder, as you said, like you do, um, goes online and someone's like talking about their anxiety in the way where it's like. Um, you're not alone. Like we all have bad days. It's like, you're not having anxiety that you're alone in your anxiety. Like it's never felt better for me for someone to be like, you're not alone, blah, 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 blah. Like I'm not anxious that I'm alone in my anxiety. Like I'm anxious about like these 20 hundred things that I can think of that you're not referring to. Um, so that's like, just never helped me. And it's always kind of pissed me off because it has become this thing, you know, it is a cultural condition now where we all do have it, like having anything. Um, and especially if we all have a phone, it's basically something that comes with the phone, like a charger having anxiety, but, um, it's, yeah, yeah, there's, there's definitely a difference. And I think writing about, um, the experience of living with like an anxiety disorder, which so many people do experience, um, actually does make you not feel alone rather than just being told you're you're not alone if that makes any sense yeah it does makes a lot of sense how have you been managing your anxiety during the pandemic um you know this is i I, this is a I, i do feel like in some ways everyone's kind of risen to my like general level um i don't I never really like left the house all that much. Um, and I've always been scared of getting sick. Like I'm just as scared of getting COVID as I was of getting the stomach flu a year ago. Um, so obviously it's like super heightened. It's just like right. my reality, but like a little bit heightened. Whereas like, this is just like a totally new universe for, for some people. Um, but I've, yeah, I've just been managing it by not seeing anyone <laughs> and doing all the things I can to make sure, you know, that I'm, you know, there are things you can do to make you less scared. If you are go out and you're exposed to someone, then you're going to have fear for like 
a week that you could have gotten in. So I just try to avoid those circumstances. So I, I don't have to have that anxiety. Of course, like, you know, you can't avoid everything. So I have experienced those moments. Right. Um, let's talk about the fact that you are the daughter of famous parents. Um, and you, I mean, we both thought you did a great job kind of grappling with the nepotism, the privilege, um, and proving yourself, not proving yourself um, throughout the book, but especially in the essay that you wrote about being a PA for your dad on uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, where you started the job the day after the 2016 election. <laughs> I guess I'm wondering, like, how do you balance privilege and access, not just when it comes to kind of navigating your anxiety, but also like navigating your career? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I write about this a lot in the book, but obviously there are, you know, there's obviously so many insane benefits to growing up the way I did. And, um, but the, yeah, in terms of like my, in terms of my career, I'd say there, there are obviously like benefits and then the, the negatives are kind of more like, it's hard to be taken seriously. And, um, that's like a totally, um, just, understandable thing because I, I have a hard time taking myself seriously and you know it's not in any it's in no way was a normal way to grow up like it's not a normal childhood and you really don't quite know that when you're in it but when you grow up and you meet people and look back on it and you you think oh that was an abnormal experience um you can get very jaded growing up in LA and until you see the world and you understand that's not what the world is. Um, but like, I would say like the, you know, the, yeah, the, the downside is that I'll, I'll never be able to be like, Oh, I did this all on my own because I, I didn't. And who knows how I would have what, how, what my path would have been if I, if I didn't have the connections that I do. And mm -hmm. I wasn't like the daughter of someone, um, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I don't because I don't have famous parents, but I understand. Um, well, I guess, could you also talk about your relationship with your dad? Because the way you described it was, was really poignant. Um, just, he seems really supportive of you and your creative endeavors of just also like you as a person. And I just love to know more about kind of the role he plays in your life. Oh, he, you know, I think just because his entire job is making fun of everything and my entire life has been like needing reassurance that I'm not being stupid or embarrassing. And for him to be the one that gets to tell me that is like really reassuring, even though it's like his job to love me and like mm -hmm. not do anything I do. Um, but that's been like a weirdly ironic um, comfort for me that if my dad reads some, like, I know my dad can, you know, he truly hates almost everything. And if he can read something of mine and doesn't hate it, regardless of like trying to forget that I'm his daughter, um, it, it is really comforting to, to, to wait, to look at the quality of, you know, what I'm doing. Um, and if it's okay to be put out into the world or not. Yeah. Your mom, your mom came up for me today because I, opened a, a plastic container of spinach and then the spinach was inside in a plastic bag. And I was like, fucking a, oh I just read about, I just read a whole book about that whole book, a whole chapter about this. And I was like, Oh, I had felt massive guilt. I, I, the chapter, I mean, you have a chapter for each of your parents, which was really, really fun to get to know them so individually. And your mom is this amazing environmentalist and who like through your whole childhood, was putting pressure on you and the world around her to catch up with her. And now we're finally like, now we kind of have <laughs> like now right. the world kind of sees what she's been saying for years. And, and I love the arc that you take of like all of a sudden at the end of that chapter, you realize you've kind of become what your mom was to you in a lot of ways. How, mm -hmm. how does that exist in your everyday? Like, are you a very active environmentalist? Do you, is it something that you're conscious of? I'm also curious. Sorry, this is like 50 questions. no, no. Does it also play into your like your anxiety because it's so much of environmentalism is like the world's just burning up in front of us and 
we're not doing anything. I, I don't know if this is more actual. This is not environmentalism, and it's and it's maybe not even anxiety, but it, I do have like an issue where I feel, and I have tried to figure this out in therapy, but I haven't really gotten to the bottom of it. Where I feel like I I don't deserve to like um, even get myself a bottle of water, and like whether it's about the plastic, but it's also about like giving myself luxury and like seeing people who would like just buy like an amazing, like an amazing bottle of water. And it looks so good. Like I just could never do that for myself. And sometimes I won't even like give myself water if I'm thirsty because even in like my house, just because it's like a weird deserving thing. So I think in that way, I actually have like a very, um, a very, you know, decent carbon footprint because of the things I don't allow myself to have, um, you know, ordering things like I just don't do a lot because I just don't feel like why, like, why would I deserve to like order this like amazing moisturizer that like comes in a box and it gets like, it has to travel like all of this way to get to me with like all the fumes and, you know, plastic and crap and, it's just like, I don't deserve that. So I think that feeling has made me like maybe a, a better individual, you know, environmental activist in my own life. Um, but all of these things are so like my mom has always, her entire well being has been about the state of the world. So if like, you know, when Bush was president, that entire for like that, that entire administration, she was a wreck. Like she was just not happy. And, you know, since Biden's been elected, like it's the first time I've seen her happy in like another four years. Um, but when I was a kid, it was like, because it was all she cared about. Like, I, I just didn't feel like I got any attention. I was like, why do you only care about stopping global warming? Like you don't care about me. <laughs> and, um, now it's something I like really look up to her for, um, that she cares so much, obviously. Well, your voice, her voice, somebody's voice was in my head this morning after reading that. It was great, but also hard. <laughs> yeah. Okay. These things don't, you know, these things you do for yourself and like to, for the environment, they don't make all that much of a difference. But if, again, if everyone did them, they would. So this is like the grapple with. Unfortunately, the, the thing the thing that was stuck in my head after reading your book was the Sean Mendes song "Senorita." So <laughs> that's such a, I'm really glad that one stuck with you. I was like, please get this out of my head. I w- would love to talk about the "Erase Me" chapter in your book. It's so freaking good. It's so raw. It's so honest. It's funny. It's heartbreaking. It's it's about your relationship ending with your ex very publicly. You describe an extraordinarily painful end of a relationship. You go into like great length about your process dealing with a relationship ending. And it was a relationship you ended, but then tried to resume and, and then that didn't happen. So, you know, we get a lot of questions on our show about moving on after a painful breakup. And you're now pretty far removed from that experience. What ad- what advice do you have for other people? And I'm curious because you have that moment with the therapist who said to you, it's just going to take time and letting things go. Do you think that is actually the right advice? <laughs> yeah, it is time and letting go. Um, absolutely. You know, I mean, all breakups, like when you get down to it, they're really, really similar. Like everyone does feel like a really similar emotion. And, you know, it doesn't matter like what scale it's on. Uh, So you just feel like betrayed and like you betrayed yourself. And like, there's just, it's so complicated and it's just excruciating. But yeah, I, I do think time is really the only thing that can help like an intense breakup, at least uh, it definitely for mine, but um, I think for other people's too, I, I don't really have any good advice besides just try not to embarrass yourself and <laughs> try not to look like you were like, you know, dumped on, on social media. Um, and yeah, just let the, let the time go by. It, it was fun hearing your, it was, I mean, I don't know if fun is the right word, but it was Maybe the right word. It was, but it was fun. Like it was great hearing your 
you do those things. Like you're you're in Africa on safari and you posted pictures because the whole internet and social media world was watching you. And from an outsider's perspective, it looked like you were handling everything in such a cool, casual, calm way. And then to then read your side of this experience and and hear about what you were going through was just it was you know, it adds a lot to the conversation about what we see on on social media and yeah. how how actually like you were saying actually you know it's that kind of that weird fomo room yeah i mean like when you read the essay like mentally i could not have like handled the the entire thing worse like a really emotional i was like an emotional wreck it just could not have been worse the way i i treated myself and just the way i i was around my family and my friends um but it was private, you know. I, I, I did try to like. There was no worse way I could have mentally handled it privately. Um, but yeah, I do feel like it's, you know, it's totally deceptive what we can do on social media. I just didn't want to look as pathetic as I felt, and I, you know, tried to kind of. I don't know. I didn't want anyone to pity me, really, because that's really what I was feeling like people were doing in in a weird way. And um, yeah, it was embarrassing. And I kind of tried to navigate around that. You you thank your ex-boyfriend in the acknowledgments. Um, you say, I love you. And so it seems like you've clearly repaired your relationship with him. Um, how did that happen? And do you I mean, again, do you have advice for people about being friends with exes? Like, how is that relationship going? You know, I think it depends on, you know, what kind of relationship you guys have, you guys had. And um, for me, like, he's just someone I, I want to be in my life and, and helps me in many ways. And, and so we were able to, like, mend our relationship. I like how your parents... It, it seems like your parents who they divorced, but your stepdad is around your dad's girlfriend, like your family clearly stayed together as a unit and just kind of grew. And so it sounds like you, you had that example in your life too, which I thought was really, really fun to learn about. Which, sorry, which relationship? Like just your parents, you know, your, your, your stepdad makes an appearance with your stepsister. <laughs> oh, yeah, which, I, that Anne Frank house story. Holy shit. That that killed me. <laughs> um, I tried to do something in the book where I, you know, give insight to, like, as you said, I, I write a different chapter about each person. So then by the time that we're like all together, you like really are familiar with these characters and like who they are. Um, and that was like a fun part of writing, you know, the, the essays and especially that one when everyone was like kind of in a room together, but you, everyone had context on them. It was great. And I, I love that you started talking about your sister. You know, the first chapter is focused on your relationship with her. I'm a mom of two daughters. So that was kind of a, like a relief to read because all, <laughs> all they do is scream at each other all day long. Um, but also that you start and end talking about gratitude. I just thought was a really cool way to tie everything together. Oh, thanks. Um, yeah. Uh, I guess like, you know, I end on the line about you know, we're at the Thanksgiving table and my mom asks everyone what we're grateful for. And, and that's the line I end on. Cause like kind of everything I discuss in the book, like good or bad is, is the, the answer to that question. Um, even though it seems like I'm totally miserable and bitter to be alive. I, I, I have a lot to be grateful for. <laughs> okay. Well, let me circle back to what I think is the self-care chapter of your book. <laughs> <laughs> No pressure. It's called Why God is Definitely Real. You make eight points, mm -hmm. which I agree with you in all of them. But I want to pick one because this has been like a hotly contested topic between Dory and I. And that is mint. You write a whole paragraph about how mint is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> I do, yeah. And you're a mint ice cream flavor liker, and Dory is not, and I am. And so I just was hoping you could settle this for us, because you write, if mint is real, God is real. Um, what mint ice cream 
have you tried? And mm-hmm. This is Kate. I'm a mint chocolate chip like fanatic, but Dory, uh, Dory essentially blew off the whole idea as mint as a delicious flavor. Dory, am I representing well, no, yeah, you correctly? I think you're exaggerating just a bit, Kate. Were <laughs> I able to convince you at all with what I said about mint? You know, <laughs> let me go back to it. Um, page 86. Oh, thank you so much. Um, I, I agree. It is something that is an anti-nausea thing. It makes you smell good. I, I, I like a mint. I just, I don't like mint chip ice cream. That was, that was, and you also said, Kate, I believe you also said you like mint jelly beans, which I thought are, I think are gross. Cinna- cinnamon, cinnamon jelly beans. Yeah. So it was really, it was really just focused on the mint chip aspect. Um, not so much mint altogether as a flavor. I just want to clarify. I, you know, what's interesting is that I don't like chocolate flavored chocolate that has mint in it. Mm. Okay, so I like thin mints, but I don't like chocolate with mint in it. Okay, so wait, Cassie, if I was going to like come to you with an Andes mint, would you reject it? I don't know what that is. Oh my God, okay. Andes mint is. I'm going to send you, I would send you some as like a gift, but then you would, it's chocolate with mint. It would be bad. Yeah, no, I don't like. I, there's something about sometimes the chocolate flavor and the mint flavor—they're not supposed to be together. But for ice cream, it is. And I, have you ever had sweet rose mint chip ice cream? I've had sweet rose. I don't think I've had their mint chip. I, I'm gonna need you to do me a favor and get their mint chip, and and we can circle back. All right. Page. Okay. All right. Okay, Sweet Rose Creamery located in Santa Monica. Oh, Brentwood Country Mart. Okay, great. They have a, they have a couple locations. Yeah, okay. shout, out, shout out to Sweet Rose. I really appreciate you weighing in on this hot topic because this has taken, this is like, this really divided Truly, us. Truly, it, it I, has I, divided us. I saw, I saw the heading mint and I was like, oh, yes, we're going to weigh in. <laughs> and I was like, oh, she's one of those. Yeah. Just kidding. What, what um, would be like your mint, like for you? I like a salted caramel. No. Okay. See, we're at opposite ends of the spectrum here. That's a total stomach ache. After three weeks, that's a stomach ache. Oh my God. I agree. It is a stomach ache. Wow. 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 Okay. Maybe that's like a Jewish thing. Like, I, I. Can't. I'm Jewish and Kate isn't Jewish. Really? <laughs> yes. I can't think of any salt and caramel together. <laughs> oh, it's my favorite. That or I do. I do like cookies and cream. I like cookies and cream too. There we okay. go. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We can agree on that at least. Oh, this has been really fun, Cassie. Seriously. Yes. So fun. Come on. It's been so fun. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um let's let's tell our listeners where they can find you online and also where they can find your book which is so fucking great thank you um i don't know where can they find it i I don't know (laughs) okay what's your instagram handle my instagram handle is kazi david but you guys you guys don't want to find me just like pretend this never happened too late done I've, and done followed I've been told that i need to stop with like the self-deprecation because it's no longer charming and just like embarrassing and it's really hard to to stop it but i'm, I'm well, doing my best. you're doing a great job and promoting a book is really hard especially when it's about yourself dory and i we've both done it and it is really i think it's the hardest part about writing a book is having to actually promote it so yeah all i, I know empathize. is that i uh i i hate myself more now than i did a week ago and that was hard to do <laughs> well listen good luck with the next week try not to do that yeah again. thank you guys thank you Cassie. you know we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it Because look, as I'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad. They're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering crappiness, Dory. Mm, Okay. Which is visible on my (sighs) neck and chest. Luckily, It's it's a thing. 
Luckily, OneSkin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like crappiness. And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really help your skin feel, I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, Mm. refreshed. They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their Mm -hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here Mm -hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving. That sun is coming at us at all times. OneSkin believes the purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I really enjoyed talking to Cassie, but the whole time I did have the thinking, I did have the thought of like, oh, she is very young. Did you have that thought? Yes, I did. Younger than us. I've been having that thought a lot lately, actually, in some conversations we've had with people in their 20s where I'm like, oh, this is the first time I kind of feel like I'm, I'm not looking at them as peers, but more like as like a kind of an older, older lady. Do you know what I mean? Totally. Where I'm like, not, not in a bad way. Yeah, no, exactly. That's what I was going to say. It's not like, it it wasn't like a bad thing that I thought Cassie felt young. It was more just like, oh, she's younger than us. Like she cares about different things and like has a different worldview than we do. Just felt very, I don't know. It was kind of thrown into sharp relief for some reason. I wonder also from the opposite side of when we talk to people in their twenties, are they like, "Whoa, those yeah, 40 probably forty something." They're like, "We're talking, we're talking to two middle aged ladies today." <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like we're close. Yeah. Like, you're, like I'm talking to someone who's closer in age to my mom, which is fine. It's just, it's, it's just yeah. funny to be in that stage of life now. Well, the other thing that I think is really interesting is we interview people or talk to people who are, are younger than us, especially younger than us. I always, in my brain, feel like I'm everyone's the same age as me. Yes, so, totally. But I'm starting to really not feel that way. Like I'm starting to yeah. really feel like I'm floating farther and farther and people are just kind of getting younger and younger. Yeah, and that's totally. Been, that's been, um, I would dare I say, revelatory. I mean, I think, like, I do feel like this is what every single person who has the privilege of aging goes through. And and every single person comes to it in the same way that we do of this, like, revelation, when in fact, everyone who's older than us has been telling us that this mm-hmm. was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we've made peop- that, them, those people feel older. Totally. It's the circle of life. <laughs> What a ride we're on. What a ride. (laughs) Truly. Anyway, Mm. 
Let's ride on over to the Intenshi Zone. Mm, highway to the Intenshi Zone. <laughs> we really need Sammy to make a uh, a sound effect for that. Yeah, we need Sammy to sing Highway to the Danger Zone. <laughs> Sammy, but, are you listening? <laughs> can you sing for us, Sammy? Make that sound uh, All right. Um, well, that last week, you committed to exercising because it makes you feel better. I did. I didn't exercise a ton, but I did exercise a few times and it did feel good. And I'm in fact in my exercise clothes right now because I do think there is something to the idea that if you put on the clothes, you're more likely to exercise. I do too, but I want you to know that yesterday I put on the clothes to exercise and then I didn't. And so today I just put the, took those clothes off my floor and put them right back on again. So hopefully hopefully that will motivate me to go for a nice walk. Yes. Amen. So that was my, that was my intention last week. This week, my intention is to bake a good loaf of sourdough. I've not updated everyone on my sourdough adventures. I did my first round of sourdough. I would call not a success. Oh, wow. Okay. I think I, I like, I messed up the I messed up the proofing and the loaves were very dense. Very, very dense. Very dense. Edible? And I think overbaked. Okay. What? Edible or like eh. Edible, but like not that good. Like I think I ended up throwing out about half a loaf. Whoa. Okay. Which in retrospect I should have just turned into croutons, but Yes, I was gonna say that. I wasn't even thinking. I was just like, oh, get this enormous hockey puck out of my sight. <laughs> so, yes, I wasted some food and I feel bad about it. Okay. So this okay. week, my intention is to bake a good loaf of sourdough. Mm. Okay. I will keep everyone prized of the situation. Keep us abreast. I'm glad that we're still talking about sourdough 10 months into this pandemic. Well, that's a, as, that's someone, a as, someone, as someone messaged me on Instagram... <laughs> Getting into sourdough like 10 months late is actually great because now all the supplies are available. Yes. Like you don't have to scrounge around for flour. Also, <laughs> sourdough is still good. It's a it's still delicious. Totally. Sourdough is still delicious. So mm-hmm. anyway, Kate, talk to mm-hmm. us about being aware of the many gifts in your life. Eh, I mean, I guess I did it. You know, I, I have, I, I am really trying to just like when I'm feeling like stressed or pressed for time or like wanting to be short with my kids, I try to just take a deep breath and I'm trying to be a bit more just like in the zone with them. Yeah. I hear that. So I think, you know, this is kind of a, not, not quite a, a tangible intention, but I do think that this is something I'm kind of just trying to really think about more and more every day. With limited success, but you know, that's where I'm at. Okay. All right. But this week, Dory. Yes. Talk to me about this week. Okay. Well, I'm still grieving that I finished crash landing on you. The mm. I know I you are. Netflix. I'm like still, I'm really deeply grieving it. I really miss them. I, I might just re, I want to rewatch it. I just want to rewatch it. I don't, I don't want to meet new characters. I want my old characters back. And so. Mm. So, so, so what I'm thinking is that I need to start a new show or a new book. Okay. Just to kind of like begin that period of moving on from the thing I love so much. Moving forward, not moving on. What kind of, what genre are you going to go for? Okay. Well, there is a show on Netflix that I want to start called Startup, right? Named the same name as your book. Um, and then I also downloaded an app where I can watch. What if, what if it was a show that was based on my book and I had no idea? <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh. um, and then there's another show um, that is also a South Korean drama called What's Wrong with Secretary Kim? Ooh. That is supposed to be very, it's supposed to be very sexy. 
Okay, we like a sexy so, show. Well, I know you do. Dory talking about packages, Shafrir. Listen, it's a pandemic. Yeah. I'm bored. I need I need perviness everywhere I can get it. Well, listen, this is a this is a romantic show, and I believe it might be on Hulu. But if not, I have downloaded an app called um, the Rakuten Vicky app where I can watch it. So. Cool. And then, you know what book I'm going to start? One of Louise Penny's books. OMG. So, so I've got, like, I've got the options all laid out in front of me. It's more just, like, letting go of my past love and moving forward. I hear that. I wonder mm-hmm. if you're going to read Louise's book kind of differently after speaking to her. Because our conversation with her was so delightful and so warm and cozy. I might. That's interesting. I will have to let you, I'll have to let you know. Please do. Please do. All right. Well, door. Well, cat. Was a treat. Indeed. It was. <laughs> oh, I also have to say, I just tried a new serum today. I'm going to save this. I'm going to save it for after I've had a few days with it, but I'm very excited. Ooh, I'm excited to hear about it. Yeah. it's. Um, I need a new serum. Well, this is um, the Symmetry Fluid by Clur. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I just tried it today for the first time. I'm excited. I'll give a full report once I've had some more time with it. But I can't wait. Yeah, I'll report back. All right. Well, listen, February 35 is hosted and produced by you, Dory Shafrir, and me, Kate Spencer. And it's produced and edited by Sammy Junio. Sam Reed is our project manager, and our network partner is Acast. Bye.